Welcome to the Blueprint Podcast, where faith and purpose intersect. I'm your host, Melvin Banks. Buckle up. It's time to enjoy the journey. podcast for those of you joining us live for the simulcast on Facebook welcome back it is great to have you guys here with us uh, once again today I have a guest with me this is my brother from another mother uh, my homeboy my confidant Eze Inacho uh, Eze welcome into the studio I really appreciate you being here with me man bless you all thank you so much man it's always a pleasure a blessing to be with you and it's Ihanacho for those of you that are uh, just to clear that up we what? brothers but <laughs> Apparently, Hanacho. All right, yeah, my yeah, yeah. last name was kind of rough, but oh, I got to yeah. make sure my people represented. So. <laughs> I hear you. So as we get ready to start today's show, uh, I just want to give you guys some background on the Rule of Five, and it's really very simple. Um, the Rule of Five states that you become the five people that you surround yourself with the most. And this premise is talking about friendship, your core group. Uh, the people that are a part of your inner circle shape and mold who you are, even if it's subconscious. So we naturally transform into the people that we're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk a little bit about that. Now, listening to me right now, I'm just going to kind of share something with you to get my point across. But most of you probably wouldn't notice, but I was born and raised in South Louisiana. Now, to most people, I have no accent. Uh, my voice doesn't sound that way, uh, or the way that people usually would assume somebody from Louisiana's voice would, would sound. And uh, here's the interesting thing. A little while back, whenever we were at home, uh, my wife and I were talking, and she asked me, why are you talking like that? And I asked her, what are you talking about? So she said, why is it that all of a sudden you have an accent? whenever you're back home. <laughs> and I didn't realize that it wasn't something that I was doing intentionally, but uh, subconsciously, you know, just being in that environment and wanting to assimilate and reconnect back with my roots in the area that I grew up in, I had actually just kind of subconsciously started uh, talking with a little bit of an accent. So it's one of those things that we don't think about, and friendship is very similar. When we're in a certain environment of people, good or bad, we subconsciously adjust the way that we act, talk, think, and, and, you know, engage with other people to fit in with that environment. This is why choosing our friends is so important, and we have to make sure that we do so wisely. Over time, we become the type of people that we surround ourselves with. If we're around people of high character and values, we become a high character, high value person. Likewise, if we surround ourselves with people on the opposite end of the spectrum, we gravitate toward that type of person. Now, that being said, I have my friend Eze here with me, um, and we're going to talk about the rule of five and the importance of accepting people while selecting your inner circle. Now, Eze, before we dive in, uh, I just want to ask, do you have anything or any thoughts that you want to share on this premise before we get started? Um, obviously, the, the premise is, is fantastic, and, um, you know, we always talk about, as brothers, you know, uh, iron sharpens iron. Um, there's so many different uh, words or um, uh, sayings that we have to try to 
attach ourselves one to another and talk about, you know, the tools that we're given um, by God or, you know, through being around one another, hanging around each other. I think the premise is perfect for exactly what you just uh, stated and what you said. And I don't want to get too far off because I know we're going to delve into some of the things that we're talking about. But I, I think this is an important subject. I think it's really important that we have the opportunity to sit down. I thank you for the invitation today. Um, I think the premise is right on point. You're doing a great job, bro. All right, man. I appreciate that. So, Jose, I want to open up some dialogue about our own friendship as we get started here. So we have kind of a unique background um, in the manner in which we met. Yeah. Uh, why don't you give the audience a little bit about that background and just kind of kind of tell the story of how we, we met one another? Um, it's actually amazing because um, I actually, uh, I, don't, I don't know how long I have to talk about this, but I can go a long go way, ahead. I can go a short <laughs> way. But, um, really, uh, I had heard about Melvin for uh, years before I actually met him. I have We have a, um, a very good friend of ours. Um, Ov, who, uh, who always used to talk about, man, this dude Melvin, you got to meet him, you got to meet him, you got to meet him, blah blah blah. He just come up inordinately in our conversations all the time. And uh, finally, a couple years ago, um, you were doing uh, one of your seminars for the Blueprint, and um, uh, he invited me out to that event. And um, of course, I wanted to support him and uh, learn to want to support you as well. Um, but it was also at a time frame where. Um, that conversation and that seminar was really needed in my life. You know, you kind of get into these places where sometimes we get into a rut or we get, you know, frustrated or you feel like you're stuck uh, somewhere. And I think um, the blueprint really got me kind of back to a place where I had a foundation to kind of get up off of the mat again and, and really kind of have some accountability in terms of uh, the ideas and the things that really uh, God was speaking into my life and how I could carry those things out going forward. Um, the blueprint really kind of brought all three of us together and also, you know, as we get into it, we'll talk about some more of it. But yeah. uh, just that day was a huge blessing to me. Um, um, having the opportunity to have some of those tools that I learned that day that I still use even now. Um, but more importantly, the, the bond and the friendship that has, uh, that has come from that. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about OV, who's a part of our inner circle. And we, we both start laughing. Uh, OV is, you know, he's one of those guys who's just like you. I mean, high character guy, um, just, just a really good, awesome. a good man. man and, you know, the type of man that you want to surround yourself with, strong in his faith, strong in his values. Um, he's a part of that inner circle with us. So, yeah. you, you know, we're both chuckling and, and kind of laughing. Uh, but he could be we, here with us. Yeah, we <laughs> wish he could. We have uh, we have a good time when all of us get together. Yeah, it's, man, uh, man. it's definitely a blast. So after that, uh, that original time that we met at the workshop, mm -hmm. you know, I knew immediately, you know, just in meeting and talking with you, I was like, this is the type of cat that I want around. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm very selective about who I allow into my life. I don't just, I don't just hang out with people willy-nilly. People, people kind of think that, you know, maybe it appears to be standoffish at times. But I'm very selective and intentional about who I hang out with and who I allow in my inner circle, because I know and I understand that rule of five. Mm -hmm. I, I know that subconsciously you start to become those people that you surround yourself with. And after that workshop, I was sitting there thinking, I was, you know, knowing OV for the years that I had known him and meeting you, um, I'd started thinking about, you know, this would be a really good opportunity, you know, to, to surround myself with other men with the same values and start developing, um, you know, a mastermind in essence. Absolutely. And we, we had 
talked on the phone, I reached out to you, and, and just, uh, I kind of asked, hey, would you be interested in doing this? And, you know, of course, you guys both were immediately on board, but what were your original thoughts whenever I reached out to you and said, hey, you know, uh, just wanted to see, would you be interested in being a part of this? Um, I mean, there's so many ways to go with this because, um, again, you know, uh, I was very impressed. It made a, a huge impression on me to be at your um, seminar, your workshop, and um, when you, when you leave there, it's the same idea, the same principle. You're thinking like, man, you know, it would be really cool to be able to, you know, uh, link up with this brother again and, you know, um, have some of that accountability piece. But you don't know what that person is thinking, you know. Like, you're like, man, you know, he's clearly got his stuff together. He's doing, you know, some things or so forth. But when you did reach out to me, it was kind of like... Um, an expectation because, you know, it's the same spirit, you know, it's kind of like it was expected to come. I just didn't know that you were going to ask the question that you asked. Yeah. So when you did ask, you know, hey, let's get together with a, a mastermind. I'm like, man, this is exact. It, it's you can have a spirit of expectation when you mm -hmm. pray for something and you believe that it's going to happen. That's really, you know, receiving something by faith. Uh, that's something I really believe strongly in. And so I had a lot of faith that God was going to open up that door. Yeah. And it just so happened that, you know, he opened up the door in this case between somebody that I hadn't even known or I hadn't even mm -hmm. met before. Um, so that was to me like a huge thing. I was ready to run through that door as soon yeah. as you opened it. Um, my first impression was like, this is somebody who doesn't just talk, uh, talk the talk, but actually walks the walk. And it's been fantastic to see you walk the walk uh, these last several years now. Well, you know, here's the great thing about it. You, you say walking the walk. And um, one of the reasons why it was so important to me to surround myself with people like you and OV was because I see you guys walking the walk. And, and, and you know, it, again, it's, it's easy to go out there and to talk it. Absolutely. But to put it into practice, it, it, it's a different degree of accountability Absolutely. when you surround yourself with other guys who are doing the same thing. Yes. So that was a big part of it. I was like, okay, you know, I want to hold myself accountable in essence <laughs> by surrounding myself with these guys because I know they're going to call me on it if I'm if I'm not doing what I said I was going to do. And I have to I have to insert this in there because you know sometimes when we have brotherhood, especially when you want accountability, like there's a difference between people who are saying I want accountability and then they aren't going to do anything, but then when you have people who are running and they're like, okay. You know, you're going to either run with us or you're going to get rant over. Like, that's kind of the, the, the spirit that we have. And there have been so many calls where, you know, it seems like everything's like honky-dory. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation will just turn. It's like, okay, as a yo, you, you put down this date. You said you're going to do such and such. Like, and the, the, the bell comes out and you're like, oh, man, like, why we got to do me like this? But it goes and it's reciprocated all the way around. And I think that's where you know, um, the respect um, as well as the accountability becomes yeah. something that's really important. You know, I remember um, <laughs> when I was working on the book. <laughs> and, I wondered and, if you were thinking that. <laughs> I was working on the book. Yes. Well, and I don't know, you know, that being the first time mm -hmm. I'd ever attempted to do something like that. And I had gotten bogged down and was was it chapter seven it was chapter seven chapter seven forever for like three four months i'm like i'm still on chapter seven and i remember you guys man you've been on chapter seven for a long time you said you was gonna have this finished by this point in time now you need to get moving you got to get beyond chapter seven and you know we we would have these calls that we would set up what typically about every every two weeks or uh, yeah it was pretty know. much every two weeks or once a month at yeah. least and we'd sit down on the calls and uh 
just kind of talk about our goals, our vision, our marriage. And, you know, we talk about these things and say, okay, where are you on this? Because this is what you said. Right. And, and you know, are you moving forward with it? Right. And mm -hmm. I remember how uncomfortable it would get whenever I was like, man, we're, we're going in on this call and I'm still stuck in the same spot. I've got to get moving. I've got to get beyond this this point. And I really appreciated the fact that y'all wouldn't pull punches. Y'all yeah. would say, nah, nah, man. <laughs> you said you were going to do this. You can't keep coming back here talking about you still on Chapter 7. <laughs> you know, it's time to move forward and get beyond that point. So... Uh, I think that was the, the 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 best part about it was we were able to hold each other accountable and have uncomfortable conversations while still respecting one another and pushing each other to move forward. It made a big difference because sometimes, you know, people tell you something and you want to go and verify or validate, you know, what it is that they're saying. But the great thing of it is because we were touching base so often, like, you know, like we said, those calls were only every, you know, two weeks or once a month. But, you know, we were literally texting. We had a group text where we were literally <laughs> texting every single day. Hey, how's your workout going? How's it? So we were so into each other's yeah. stuff that, like, even if he tried to tell us, you you know, I'm not on chapter seven, I'm on chapter nine. We would know because you have that relationship, you have that bond and you have that accountability. It's like, no, I can't show and because they're going to hold me accountable, like, I want to tell them because I know that that's going to get me mm -hmm. to that next level. That's going to get me to that next phase. And um, that's, again, the respect and the, the yeah. love that has really grown in the, um, in the group that we have. And, and I'll tell you this. Um, you know, the, the, <clears throat> the thing about it was we all accomplish so much more than we could have individuals, you know, during that time, you know, we, we all accomplished so, so much more. Much. It, it was, it was amazing just to go through, you know, as we were, we were doing that and now we're, we're getting to a phase where it's time to start, start setting up some new absolutely. goals and, and, uh, things that we're going to start pushing each other towards. So I just think that that's, uh, that's such an important thing for people to be intentional and right. selective and the people that they surround themselves with. A lot of times in life, what people end up doing is, you know, whoever shows up, that's, you know, that's kind of, hey, that's my crew, that's, that's who I'm around. <laughs> Regardless of whether they're moving in the direction that you want to move or, you know, they have the same values right. uh, or, or principles that guide their life, you know, sometimes people just allow themselves to be around other individuals and, you know, you just kind of become that person. You know, you fall into whatever it is they're doing or whatever trajectory their life is on. Yes, sir. Um, so I think it's extremely important to be very selective <clears throat> in, in the people that you surround yourself with. Again, and the, the, the phrase that I used was accepting of people, mm. but selective of your inner circle. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I am very accepting of everybody. I love people. <laughs> I, I love people. I love being around people. I love talking to people. I love getting to know people. But I'm very selective on the people that I allow to know the innermost workings of my life. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, those are the individuals that are going to help me to move to where I want to be. Um, so, <clears throat> the interesting thing about, you know, the mastermind. When, once the mastermind group formed and we started talking so regularly and all of a sudden, you know, my wife knew O.V. Uh, we've known O.V. for, for years. Uh, but, you know, started talking more about O.V. and started talking about Eze, and she's like, well, who is Eze? <laughs> and, and, you know, as I was, you know, he was the guy at the front in the workshop, and, you know, we were talking about that. But what's funny is, as we started hanging out and talking more, um, you know, what I started to realize was, 
you know, hey, we, we need to start getting together more. And uh, next thing you know, a Valentine's Day was coming up. And our wives got the opportunity to meet and get to know one another, um, you know, on one of our Valentine's weekends. So kind of walk through, because the Valentine's weekend was your idea. And it's something that you had done before. Kind of walk us through <clears throat> what that was and, and kind of how that evolved into what it is. Um, well, obviously, uh, we all know that the attack that marriage has been under for several years. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to uh, have a, a wonderful wife that I've been married to for 21 years. And um, because of the relationship that I've been able to build with uh, my best friend, my lover, the cotton in my T-shirt, like <laughs> the girl of my dreams, um, because I'm able to uh, spend time with Nikisha Yohanicho, um, we've actually developed a, a lot of other partnerships, and this actually was something that we kind of started when we were living in Boston. And um, because of uh, some other relationships that we have built, we actually started um, celebrating uh, couples together. And it's just really a time for us to come together as uh, couples and just, like, basically what I said, celebrate marriage, celebrate life. Like, we always talk about the doldrums of marriage, of, you know, how guys need to get together on their own and how women need to, you know, get together on their own and the, the whole separate thing. But I really wanted to uh, have a, a, a place where we could celebrate together you know, togetherness and the and the bonds that are forged from having relationships and having relationship goals and celebrating other people's uh, goals and, and things that, dreams that are coming up in their life. And I feel like the more that we can celebrate each other as couples, the more that we'll have the opportunity uh, to really see ourselves in other people yeah. and really get to a place where um, instead of us, you know, picking at people, again, we're lifting each other up. And it, it just makes marriage fun again. Um, that's something that I'm really passionate about, something that my wife is really passionate about. And I think because uh, we've been able to do that together as a group, you know, my wife loves your wife, you know, your wife loves my wife, OV's wife, you know, Melissa, Nakisha, Angela, everybody has gotten together so well. Yeah. And it just came from, you know, first of all, us having our bond, but then, you know, because our wives love us so much, they want to love the people who we're around. And so it just made this big circle of influence. And when we got together, man, it is just amazing because now we're coming up on, this is the third year, I believe, that we're doing uh, the yeah. event. And it, it, time just flies. But um, basically, we take the whole weekend and we just celebrate our wives. Um, it got to the place actually now where um, year one, the fellas uh, decided what we were going to do for this Valentine's weekend. Um, the second year, uh, the ladies actually uh, took over their lives. No, this is the fourth year. year. <laughs> we did. Uh, we're not going to tell why the ladies took over the, the second year, but um, they, they, they really did yeah. something special for us last year. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that brings but, it to But we got something to trump them. See, Angela believes that we don't have anything planned. She challenged me with that today. I said, oh, we got some oh, we shit got something. like, well, why haven't you been saying something. anything? I'm like, I don't have to say anything. <laughs> it's going to speak for itself. <laughs> but that's the great thing about it is all of it is happening in love, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. our, our, our ladies are definitely going to enjoy being together. They miss each other when they're apart. Um, and it's just become a foundational thing that I think really blesses yeah. um, not only our relationships, but um, our covenants uh, with our wives as well. And I, I got to tell you, you know, once I started to get to know you guys and just being around you guys, it made me want to be a better husband and a better man. Uh, you, you know, I, I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm being real. I'm not just saying this because you're here. Um, but, you know, seeing the way you and you and Keisha interact with one another and Ovi and Melissa and, it, you know, it just makes you, it, it, it kind of forces you to look in the mirror and say, 
Am I interacting with my wife this way? Mm. You know, am, am I am I lifting her up this way? Am I mm. challenging myself to be a better man this way? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's done that for both of us absolutely. or for all of us, all really. Of us, yeah. And even other individuals who have been able to come and, you know, just get engaged in events with <clears> us. I've heard that same feedback, and so Absolutely. it's uh, it's been really fun to be able to just watch marriages grow. And I think it's interesting. You just said you guys are 21 years, and Angela and I, you know, did the podcast last yeah. week. We're at 21 years, and so it, it's one of those things where you surround yourself with people on the same yes, mission sir. that you're on. Uh, yes, you know, there there's that picture that we always see of a pride alliance, yeah. and. It says, surround yourself with people on the same mission as you. Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. you know, I, I'm, I'm wanting to be one of those guys who, who has a successful life. And what I mean by that, it's not about money. Mm -hmm. it, it's about being able to build a successful family and raise successful children who are happy, who are healthy, who are whole, uh, create a successful uh, career doing something where I'm serving and helping other people. And we all are on that same mission. Yes, sir. And so it just really challenges and pushes us to uh, to do do those things that we do very well and to really elevate our game and, and step up. It really is. Um, um, I, I can I can share um, shortly. You know, um, I had several goals in 2018. Uh, we were really uh, my wife and I were really determined about doing it. But one of the things I learned in year one from uh, the blueprint and the relationship that we kind of built from that. Um, really was the idea um, and the principle of what you do every day because mm -hmm. we were texting each other every day I knew that you were getting up earlier than me and I was like <laughs> oh shoot he's getting stuff done and you know you were talking about you know you were stuck in your book but I was actually writing mm -hmm. my book at the same time and um, uh, we actually published in 2018 and we were so excited about it but again I don't believe that those would have happened the way that it did if we didn't have the relationship that we had going on um, um, a lot of times we celebrate, you know, the, like, you know, people get caught up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the camera when I say this. People get caught up in Valentine's Day and people are spending money mm -hmm. and, you know, they're adding things. Like, this is not about Valentine's Day. Like, that's the one thing that I really want to make sure that I get people to understand. This is exactly what he just mentioned when he said living with purpose, meaning uh, living with meaning, you know, knowing that there's something that's going to be behind the work that we do because, you know, only what we do for Christ is going to last, number one. But yeah. the most important thing is foundationally uh, we understand that our covenants are the first thing that's our first ministry and if we can do that right then our kids <laughs> fall in line then our relationships fall in line then our work falls in line everything else falls in line behind that so it's so important for us to realize and to recognize that that common unity that community that common unity that we had um, actually pushed us to not only get our goals done uh, done that year but also uh, it also built a bond um, because we've also had things that were going on in our life that you know um, pretty much when you're married, you know, people get uh, that shock and awe, you know, this bomb went off and I got to stop because I got to do this. And, you know, we didn't allow ourselves to, you know, to, to do that. And so um, because it's basically bled into our wives and, you know, our wives saying, okay, now it's been three months. It's been, you know, hey, we got to get together as a group or so forth. It kind of builds into all those things that you were saying. So um, the part that I really wanted to make stand out during that part is just watching um you know, Melvin say, um, not only is he a man of God, but a man of integrity who is saying, I'm going to get this done. And he is a man of, a, uh, of his word to where, you know, you accomplish those things. And that gives me pride to be able to say, not only is that my brother and is he accomplishing mm -hmm. these things, but it's also pushing me to say, okay, I got to, I got to step my game up. I got to run uh, along with you as well.
remind me to pay you for that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's absolutely true, man. Um, we we push one another to to be the man that God created Amen. us to be, and that's really what it's all about. So we've talked a lot about our wives, um, and, and you see us both kind of light up whenever we. Now I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell the truth. Here. <laughs> When Angela and Keisha get together, oh, Lord. And, and they get Melissa in there oh, with them, Lord. it just becomes Something a, else. oh my goodness, those guys get together, and half the time, we can't breathe because we're laughing so hard, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing so hard, you know, we can't even have civil conversations yeah. because we just sound like complete fools cracking up. It is amazing. And, and my face is always covered with sweat and tears <laughs> because Keisha is cracking me up, making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really, um, it's, it's just a great time. time. So let me ask you this. How do you think the friendship that our wives have developed has kind of helped our friendship or, or you know, kind of shaped our friendship and, and the guys in that circle that we've established? Um, I think, you know, going again back to covenants, um, it's so important for, for you to love the whole person. Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard for me to love you without loving uh, the biggest part of you, who is, yeah. you know, your help me, um, who is Angela. Um, right. I think it has helped me tremendously, not just to see you for the man you are, but also to see you for the husband, uh, the father, the mentor, the teacher, the coach, um, all the different hats that you wear so well, pastor, I mean, I can go on and on, all the hats that you wear so well um, have been a huge blessing, but when you can see that your wife is, um, is, is, is submitted to your vision and is designed to actually help you in your purpose and to help you push through those things, um, I think that that covenant has helped all of us as a, as a core to be able to grow together because, you know, Angela has somebody that she can talk to uh, in my wife and in Melissa, you know, who they can reach out and say, hey, you know, this crazy boy is, you know, <laughs> he at it again and I don't know what's going on and so forth that nature. But not only do we have accountability, but now uh, they're forced into accountability as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say forced like in a bad way. I really think that it's in a good way because, again, um, all of our covenants are based off of, you know, relationships one to one person. But now it makes that a bigger group to where, you know, when she's going through different uh, difficult times, she now has somebody that she can reach out to yeah. and say, hey, accountability wise, you know, can we just get together for coffee or for lunch or whatever the deal may be and be able to express those things. Um, and it's made it's made me want to uh, love you guys as a family that much better yeah. as well. And I think the, the best way to really describe it is true friendship. It, it's, it's true friendship, true fellowship with one another, um, where, you know, you can't put up a front. <laughs> we know what's going on. Yeah, we know what's going on. So, you know, you might as well just come straight come on out and just, just say what it is. Yes, sir. Um, so, <clears throat> talking about that, we, we mentioned uh, family. And let's talk a little bit about the importance that our brotherhood has played <clears throat> in our families. Mm -hmm. um, because you guys, you know, we've established this brotherhood and this friendship over time. Yes. And, you know, we've had a number of different things that have come up in life as parents mm -hmm. where I've fallen back and leaned on you. And I, I'm not afraid to share some of that stuff, um, you know, where you stepped in and were a mentor for my son, mm -hmm. you, you know, because... You guys who are out there who are parents, you know, um, if you're a dad and you have a son, dad knows nothing. <laughs> but sometimes a, a, a kid has to hear a different voice. And, you know, you've stepped in and you've been that voice and you've been that mentor and encouragement for, for my son and 
Um, you know, you've been out there and come out to events and driven. You drove halfway across the state of Texas <laughs> to spend a day with me and my family and my son um, at an event. So, you know, we, we've gone out and we've, we've spent time investing into one another's lives and with our families and stuff. Just kind of share a little bit about, you know, how, how that has kind of impacted you and, and uh, what do you think the importance is for other individuals, for, for other people who are out there who might, might not have that type of friendship, but why is it so important <clears throat> to find friends who you could actually get involved and invested in one another's lives? And whenever I say invested, mm. I'm, I'm going to look at the camera like as they did. <laughs> I don't mean all in people's business being nosy so you can talk about it on Facebook. <laughs> I mean... I mean being invested in people's lives so that you can encourage them, so that you could support them, so that you could help them through difficult times. And we've been invested in one another's lives. So kind of give a little bit of input on how that's impacted you guys um, and, and why it's important for other people out there. You know, and, and I say this, especially dudes, man, having some true, real friendships where you have somebody who has your back, who will encourage you, who will challenge you, and who isn't afraid of stepping in and saying, you know what, I'll stand in the gap for you, brother, while you're struggling with this or if you need help with this. So just kind of give your thoughts on that. Uh, man, you said, a, you said a mouthful already. Like, um, you know, the fact that we have built uh, the relationship to the point that, you know, you come to me and ask me to play such um, what I consider a very significant role. Um, in your life and in the life of your son, I think is tremendous. Um, we talk about accountability and we talk about respect. Um, those things are built. Those aren't something that, you know, you just learn or that, uh, that can just be earned. It's something that's built. So over time, um, you have the opportunity to real, uh, really test people and understand like where it is that they're coming from. And because uh, we have the opportunity to do that, it's, it's so amazing how uh, God works in the midst of those things because oftentimes what I find the most is when we're serving people, that's when we're actually getting blessed. Um, mm -hmm. I actually get blessed by serving people. And having the opportunity to speak into your son's life and uh, be a part of that time frame didn't just bless me. It blessed my wife. It wasn't just me driving across the street. It was uh, <laughs> across the state. It was my wife driving with me, you know, spending Saturdays, spending, you know, time frames, saying like, hey, this person has value and this person is important. Yeah. And not only is, are they important, but it's really important for uh, us to exercise what that looks like. When I looked at your son, I saw me. I saw myself going through some of those same things. And part of the reason we go through those things is so that we can pull our brother up or pull our sister up or um, be able to speak into their life or just be able to say, just don't stop. Just don't give up. Your finish line is just on the other side of that hill. And I think that's so important for us to be able to hear from others because so many times, you know, we look at individuals, you know, you look at Melvin and, you know, he's smartly dressed and, you know, he's clean and, you know, he speaks uh, well and so forth. You have no idea, you know, where he comes from or so forth. But when you meet him, you have an impression, you get an impression. But then when you have the opportunity to spend time with you, you have the opportunity to see that you are a real person with real thoughts and real emotions. And when you go through things, you're not just going to say, you know, sit on the sideline and say, oh, woe is me. But instead you're saying, hey, brother, let's tag team this and, um, 
you know, that just gives me a tremendous blessing to be able to say that, you know, um, that you're not going to, again, sit on the sidelines and just allow something to happen. Um, it has built a even deeper, you know, you, you talk about levels to relationships. It builds something even deeper in us because we know that we have a history, you know, yeah. in our in our short uh, God, it's four, four years. years. In our short four <laughs> years, um, there's so much life that has happened that we could go through stories and we can go th through stories. But the most important thing is the responsibility that comes with him asking that question wasn't just, you know, hey, will you do this? It was more of an accountability sake of like, this is an important person in my life and I want you to be an ambassador in their life and I want you to help them yeah. through some of the things that they're going through. And there is a weight that comes with that, but it is also such a blessing to be able to see the growth and maturity that he's been able to experience these last four years as well. So it's just been amazing on both sides um, and a blessing, I, I think, on both sides as well. Well, that being said, now usually I try to keep these around 25 minutes. We're already at 32 <laughs> minutes, man. But, Sorry, man. I no, 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 no. Time flies when yes, you're sir. having yes, fun. Sir. And, yes, sir. and hopefully the information is good for people and it, it's something that they could take away, you know, some nugget with and, and just apply it in their own life. Um, so I'll, I'll close with this. You know, aside from your spouse, the friends that you choose mm. are amongst the most important decisions that you'll make. Mm. I made the comment at the beginning of the show that we should be accepting of people in our lives while being selective in who we allow in our inner circle. Um, Eric Thomas has a saying, uh, show me your friends and I'll tell you your future. Mm. And I think that's really true. Uh, men of character don't want to be around men that are unwilling to hold themselves to that standard. Absolutely. Uh, people in healthy relationships aren't going to spend a ton of time around people who are in unhealthy relationships. If you want to develop and grow as a person, you have to surround yourself with others that are seeking to do the exact same thing. Otherwise, what you'll do is find yourself basically slipping into a pit of mediocrity and unhappiness in life. And that's a sad situation that's to be in. Really sad situation. <laughs> Especially so, when you don't have to be. Yeah, exactly. Nobody has to be. It's a, it's a decision. Absolutely. Um, so the rule of five is simple. You'll become the five people that you surround yourself with the most. So be intentional about selecting your friends. After all, they'll help to define your future. And as we put a bow on this week's show, I want to ask just a couple of things. Subscribe to the show. Your listenership helps to grow the audience and advance the message. And then, of course, here's the other thing. Share the show with friends. If you know of other individuals like yourself that want to live their life on purpose, I want to walk with them through this journey. Uh, share the podcast with them. Invite them to subscribe as well. And until next week, keep in mind, you become the five people that you surround yourself with the most. And as always, enjoy the journey.